back by popular demand. That might be a stretch, Harris. <laughs> <laughs> back by popular demand. And well, back by popular apathy. Would like to. Um, <laughs> we couldn't think of anything else to do. <laughs> would like to. Um, they like would like it. to. Uh, have I'm going to put that in there. A discussion around the new Purify products. Uh, for the audio file market. Also love three sad bastards. If you are interested, <laughs> <laughs> or not, please let us know. Sent. What have you if he replies to all, you'll get it. Every bit of email that's been sent to our sad bastard account, you've received. Maybe that's why I... Come back today, Harris. <laughs> Alright, welcome to Season 2, back back on by popular demand. Episode 2, we're going to be talking about making our own loudspeakers. Because no problem is too hard for the three sad bastards. Most of them are, actually. Just be clear, as as with everything else that we've explored, yeah. I've been there already. Right. No, your, toilet, your toilet speakers don't toilet count, speakers. Trevor. There you go. So Actually, he's got a point there, Russ. He, he did get my speakers, you know, a year ago, more. Just yet again proving that you're a trailblazer. I'm a trailblazer, and you guys just follow behind me. Yeah, we follow, and we perfect <laughs> your mistakes. That's right. We learn. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. I learned nothing. <laughs> we, we are going to talk about DIY loudspeakers, but Trevor, SB2, SB3, sorry, decided, uh, what, three years ago to make a pair of speakers out of pipe, pipes or something like that? What were they, like so, Scottish Scottish speakers? Yeah, bagpipes. Because <laughs> <laughs> the guy who designs them... Linkwitz. Linkwitz, Linkwitz yes. He's um, very famous. He's very famous. And, and he came up with a, a set of sort of DIY speakers and plans and specs for them. These entry-level speakers, they're called LX Mini, letter L, letter X, Mini. Uh, essentially, a, you get a, a PVC pipe and you... And you Mounted vertically with a the the mid range woofer driver pointing up, and then you've got like an open back speaker um, mounted on top of it. So you may you're literally making this thing out of PVC piping. Hence the disparaging terms toilet speaker because they look like toilets, particularly the way I made them. <laughs> and they have they sound they sound they actually for what they are they actually sound really good. The problem with, well, the problem or the benefit of them is that they're fully active. It's got an active crossover for the tweeter and the mid-range. So it's a mm. two-way system. And you need two stereo amps for it. It goes through an active mini DSP crossover and then sends analog signals out to your one amp that does the treble and one that does the bass. Yeah, and yeah. now that I don't have two sets of power amps anymore, I can't run the speakers. So they're sitting in you know, in a cupboard somewhere. You know what? You know, everyone likes to read in the toilet or sit on their phone or whatever it is people do in the to toilet. We haven't spoken about toilets. I sit on the toilet. The okay, toilet. That's, that's that's definitely up for yes. another episode another in season two. That, that is one of the late night episodes. Yeah, yeah the toilet, toilet edition. So anyway, <laughs> just back to what I was saying before. DIY speakers, 
I've been there already. Okay. But, well, I like Trevor. Like, I think every audiophile probably looks at his amplifiers, his DACs, his CD players, and his speakers and says, I bet I could do better. And I think speakers, at least, are the one area where there's good public domain DIY forums, kits, research, mathematics, you know, everything's there for you to potentially be able to put together a speaker of your choice. You know, you can buy the drivers, you can, if you've got some woodworking skills or a friend who can glue things, you know, you can put together a, a, a cabinet and, and um, <clears throat> you know, crossover design, you can buy kits or you could, as Trevor said, you could go active and have a go yourself, right? Or or play around with, you know, mini DSP crossover kits and just choose your crossover point and do a, you know, do your two or three way um, crossover. You know, everybody, every audiophile needs to try their hand at some sort of DIY project at some point before they die, right? So this is mine. Before they die. <laughs> That's a bad COVID joke. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Before COVID gets... Before you get covid and... Well, you know, you never know, right? I mean, you can be at the supermarket and you pick up the wrong packet of chips, right? And then you're you're done. <laughs> so, making your own loudspeakers. So, yeah, not, I mean, not saying anything about the outcome, of course. Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting point because you look at, coming back to what you were saying before, you look at what goes into most speakers and mm. you really do go, how hard can it be? I, I put that challenge to John a while ago and said, John, surely it can't be hard. And he went, hold on a minute, I'm a, uh, I'm a mathematician. I need to understand the, the physics and the simulation. And he went off. What did you do, Johnny? Because you you took this at quite a you took this as quite a challenge, right? Yeah. Well, when you said to me, "How hard can it be?" All kinds of red flags went up at that point. The biggest one saying it was Harris saying that. No, no, I said it was a completely wacky idea. But being COVID, <laughs> I've got nothing better to do with my time anyway. So I thought, okay, I've got a maths background. I really like understanding before I do it. I'm not impulsive at all in that regard. And so I started reading up That's about... That's why you've never had sex for a long time. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. sorry. But it'll be very well planned. Well, but when you do, it'll be great. <laughs> My background isn't that part of master engineering, but I can at least appreciate it. And the more I looked into it, I realised, well, actually... When Aaron says, how hard can it be? I thought, actually, it can be very hard. Did you realise, Johnny, that a speaker is topologically equivalent to three donuts stuck together? <laughs> this is a bit early for topology jokes. So okay, so just, just to be clear, John was a pure mathematician. <laughs> so, and what I realised um, after my extensive research was that the problem with speakers comes from trying to make them, you know, thin and small and sort of somehow attractive in a contemporary environment. If you want to have a traditionally sized speaker. Why have you stopped, John? I'm going to vomit. I'm just vomiting <laughs> in my own mouth. <laughs> Our dear listener can't see what Aaron's yeah, that's right. Uh, what I was doing with John's not. <laughs> uh, anyway, so what yeah. I realised is that speakers are um, replicated as essentially springs. You know, they've got you know, resistance, you know, springiness, all that kind of stuff. The physics is really well understood. And as long as you don't try to do anything really clever with it, nice wide baffles, big boxes and stuff, 
it actually made sense to me. <clears throat> so yeah, you're not going to get a speaker that looks like a key, but if you just stick within simple physics, there's mm. actually real potential there. And that's when I got interested because suddenly it went from being black magic rocket science, which is so the keys to something which I felt, okay, woodworking is well beyond what I'm comfortable doing, but at least I understood that you could actually make something which sounded quite good if you're willing and able to put in that effort. But what, so in your, in your research and what are you trying to achieve? Like in my extensive research of this, which was about over four hours, um, and now I feel no, 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 fess up. Do you have to be honest with our dear listener? I reckon the amount of research you did adds to at least, at least a bit more than that. To yeah, a little bit, a little bit more. Mm. But, um, as soon as you put those strains around a speaker, you compromise things. You have these mm. funny diffractions because the baffle isn't narrow, isn't narrow enough. You don't pump enough air because the drivers aren't big enough. You end up with compromises all over the place. Whereas if you could just go, oh, give me a fat ass speaker, which is wide to, mm. to make like an infinite baffle, you know, deep to give me the right volume. Mm. Yeah, thing, a lot of your problems, a lot of the challenges go away. The challenge you have, which is probably insurmountable, then is wife acceptance factor. You know, let's summarize that in in the rule. You know, a rough rule of thumb, which basically says you can have, th you know, out of the three characteristics of a speaker, you can have two, and you've got to relax the condition on one. Yeah. The first is the power required to drive them, right? The, the second is size, and what's the third, Johnny? Oh, yeah, frequency response. How low you're able to go, right? So, size efficiency or power and then frequency response you've got to have a trade-off of those three things and you can't have all three so so in terms of your thinking Aris, because i think you know of all of us in terms of acceptance of speakers you've probably got the most um, forgiving partner the most forgiving partner. <laughs> um so you know whether i i i don't know whether you're expecting your diy speakers to sound the same as what you currently have but what you know what were the things that you wanted i've always had a, a thought that i'd love to actually see what making your own speaker sounds like compared to what the commercial alternatives are i expect it to sound as good as a commercial speaker times say four or five times my cost price so if it cost me a thousand dollars to make these speakers i should expect it to sound as good as a ten thousand dollar you know, five, five to $10,000 commercial speaker, call it five grand cost. I reckon they should sound as good as a $20,000 pair of speakers commercially retail. So in terms of expectation, yeah, I do expect them to sound pretty damn good. Oh, uh, you know, Bruno is coming onto our podcast. He's just I, responded. He has not. <laughs> I invited him. He has not. <laughs> I got excited there for a minute. <laughs> To all our dear listeners, we put an open invitation to Bruno and the team, the Purify team, to come onto the podcast, but um, we're, we're waiting with bated breath. Well, I think they're so excited they haven't responded yet. They're listening to all <laughs> our really podcasts. <laughs> they're, they're listening to all the podcasts. So, Aris, like, you know, you and I talked a lot about your journey, and you ended up going for a, a speaker design, which was already there. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Well, how did, how did you get to that point? I reckon in the world today, there's probably three or maybe there's five, I don't know, but three that I know of, designers of speakers where they publish the dimensions, the drivers and the crossovers. There was a kit available that had just been released in the last few months by um, 
Charles Gravenson, I think. Okay, if I mispronounce his name, he can he can Isn't give me grief. So you, so which design did you end up with, Aris? The three way, um, the three way design with a fifteen inch woofer because big is better. So, sorry, how many inches? Fifteen. Fifteen inch woofer. <laughs> so I'm fascinated by this, Aris. You went off to this guy's website, and I saw those designs too, and I went, they look cool. You said they look cool as well. And I said, they look cool, but I'd never go off and buy one of those things or do it. And you went off and did What was the trigger to go, well, I'm going to put my money down and actually do it rather than just so, be like John? Well, it's not much to, to say, Johnny. I think you, you, you know it, which is it's something I wanted to do, uh, or something I was prepared to do, and I just went off and did it. Um, and I think, look, making a speaker is a little bit different because if you start from scratch, you take a lot of risk. You've got to put together a prototype, You've got to do the measurements, see where the crossovers point. But if someone else has done that work, and as your first speaker build, I decided to take less risk and just work on the on the shoulder of giants. And, and Trolls, Gravenson, whatever his name is, amazing. The amount of speakers he's built in his lifetime is, you know, is what, probably 50, 60, 70 speakers mm. he's designed and built and published. Why wouldn't I just use one of his kits? And if I don't like it, or if I want to improve on it, I can, you know, try that as my second second try. Actually, there's a really active. Well, there are a number of really active threads on StereoNet about mm. people's build. They look incredible. They really do. I have to do the, the the gluing and the bracing, the gluing of the speaker, and you know, putting it together that way. So do different but, glues yeah. sound different? Um, <laughs> they 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 do because of oh. the. They do because they affect the um, the leakage of the speaker. So some glues will leak more than others. Trevor, leak as in allow air air to to escape. To, to escape between the between the joins. Right. Are, so are you going uh, sealed? No, it's a ported design. It's, this one. It's ported. Yeah. Okay. But um, but even so, the leakage so. calculation does play into ported designs because the really? last thing okay. that, yeah it does it does it actually. make less difference presumably less but still makes a difference yeah. okay yeah. so look I, I went to town on the on the design of the speakers I, I put little rebates in terms of the slots and you know did it all to the last millimeter and with a cnc machine you can afford to do that but yes i will basically seal every single join again before i put the felt and the and the paddings and etc so so the rebates and all that sort of stuff are, are about the sound quality as well as the aesthetics is that the, re the rebates the rebates in general are just constructive like in terms of how you want to fit them together but in the front in the front the rebate and how, how much you inset these the drivers will affect timing Aris, I, i've got to say you shared with me your speaker designs yep for me to check just before you sent them off to get manufactured because they're expensive to do i checked them off really drunk so, don't worry. I, I don't I, actually know what I was checking. Thank you, Johnny. I really appreciated your time. It was so it was so worth it. I've ordered the drivers. I've I've ordered the cabinets to my design, and I've ordered the crossovers. So they should all arrive within the next two weeks. The only thing that's missing to run them actively would be the multi-way DAC, which is coming from uh, uh, Czechoslovakia. I've ordered the Octo eight-way DAC. Mm, great DAC. But that's not going to happen for another. You know what? I, I, I had to. Reply. I've got to point out though to my emails because they're, well, they're just not you, even giving. You've ordered answer. them from a country that doesn't exist anymore, so that might be. A <laughs> but you know, there's a guy who's saying. There's people keep sending me money. 
Actually, maybe it's not Czechoslovakia. Whatever country it is that makes it. Maybe the Czech Republic. (laughs) Yeah, the Czech Republic. Thank you. And it's Slovakia. C H E Q U E. (laughs) You've got the the Octo deck, right? Yeah, the Octo. The the eight way pro. Yeah, that that looks really cool. Right. And how how efficient are the speakers? 96 dB. They're going to sound pretty amazing, right? Come on, yeah. this is where you back me up and say, yeah, you've done the right thing. No, no everything I've read about that troll driver, so I, so I so apologise to him. We do have to send him a link to this show, but we'll put it with an apology. His stuff is going to be great. And I have full confidence that they should be really, really good. If it doesn't work, Trevor and I will go, yeah, told you so. Yeah, and you can work, do that. We'll go, that's fucking awesome. We're going to do it ourselves. Yeah. So, so you know, obviously, you know, your journey through this speaker zone is going to take us quite a few episodes to get through. So so just timelines, you expect to have okay. the boxes in the next week or so. Is that right? And By end of September, which is two weeks after lockdown is supposed to finish here, by this time in four weeks, I reckon we'll have the made and the ability, unless we go into further lockdown, to listen to them as well. Are they good? And I reckon they will be. Are they going to be dynamic? Yes. Are they going to be well behaved? Unless I leave a hole in them, I think they will. It'd be interesting to compare them against what we've currently got. So Who I knows? Sort of, Maybe they'll be good enough. I, I sort of wonder, you know, there's there's the aesthetics factor, but, um, you know, there's a whole kind of subsection, if you like, of audiophile people who, who buy speakers that are ugly in a way. <laughs> You know, John, John not, well, they're not necessarily <laughs> people who have their own listening us. room, or they they kind of don't have to. Um, they're not constrained by a particular aesthetic. So, mm. you know, assuming, and I don't think it's a bad assumption, but assuming that your speakers sound as good as speakers that retail would cost many times their price, I kind Two, of wonder three, why. Four, five, yeah. yeah, I wonder why more people don't do it's this. It's a big risk, right? It's a big risk to put a quarter or a third or a fifth of retail price and it takes months right and it's a lot of stress and unknown so so for someone who never done and no it, resale value right no resale value. yes that's a good point that's yeah. a really good point you know how many big speakers big volume speakers can you buy on the market the answer is none practically none spender makes one i think hybrid make one makes some but there's very few and pmc obviously make some like i've got but there's very few manufacturers that go anywhere near that because it's just there's no market but if you're willing to relax the size condition, you can't buy these speakers, you know, in retail or commercial land. You've not very, not very easily anyway. Not to the and same. Not level. for sensible prices. Not for sensible prices, right? So, you know, so if you could make it for a quarter, a third, a fifth of the price, then it's worth having a go. And I, and I'm I'm lucky at the moment to be able to do that. But my advice is just listen to the rest of the podcast because later on in the series... You get to laugh at me. We get to laugh at Aris or be impressed. You do realise that, Aris, if we listen to these speakers when Mm. they are finished and when lockdown's over and we are absolutely blown away by them, Mm. we'll never tell you. I know. I know you can't. You'll just bag me forever after. That's right. Can you imagine John saying these are better than the keys? It just... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so next week, no, not next week. I think we might give it a bit of a pause until until we progress on this. Project. Yeah, until it's it's not right? hypothetical. Until we're um, 
But I think we're, we're pretty much there on this episode. We're going to stop it there and say, look, it's doable. I look forward to hearing SB1 and sorry, SB2 and 3's view, honest view of what they sound like when we build them. You but never we'll come, know this view. But we'll come back. We'll come back and pick this up when we actually can listen to them and we can talk more about the passive active path. That's for later. But next week, well, maybe Bruno will come and talk about Purify products and active, you know. And, yeah, so and let's not set a topic just in case we have Bruno. Yeah, no, it won't. Just, 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 just in case, just in case Bruno says no. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, we're going to have a standby topic in case he says no. So, next episode, we are going to be talking about audio file reviews and just how out of touch they are with reality. How's that? We're looking right. at you, Darko. <laughs> yeah. Oh! Hey, when I say Johnny, I don't mean John. Yeah. I mean Darko. That's right, no. Um, Cut that out, John. <laughs> All right, so reviewers, I will figure out a cute title. And next topic will be around.